0: Well, good morning, everyone. So here we are. We find ourselves in the final week of our series on integrity. Let your yes be yes. I don't know about you, but I feel I have been challenged through this series, challenged in a good way to think about how I live a life of integrity, how I walk the path of integrity each day. Integrity in our words, our actions, our character, and our choices. Letting our yes be yes. Absorbing this wisdom helps us to grow in godly kingdom character. Do you remember in week one, Marcy talked about this amazing sculpture, Michelangelo's David. He has fractures in his ankles, He will collapse under his own weight. He will fall due to his own flaws. The statue of David is lacking in integrity. Marcy gave us two meanings of integrity. The state of being whole and undivided are things still as they should be. And the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. Our character. Are we whole and undivided in our character or do we say one thing and do another? As followers of Jesus, his disciples, we are to be obedient in what he calls us to, in following him. In John, it says, if you love me... Show it by doing what I've told you. To be a disciple is to deliberately seek to grow our character and actions in the likeness of Jesus to follow after him, not seeking perfection, but in a process of becoming. That is what we are here for. We all have cracks. And this series is equipping us to do what we can to help us not to fall. Marcy gave us our first fridge note. Let your yes be yes. Saying integrity is the resolve and courage to do the right and noble thing, even if it costs you. In week two, Marcy then went on to challenge us to play the movie forward. When you walk with integrity, you take the long view, you play the movie forward. I pictured an old-fashioned film camera, one that has film so that we can look forward, we can see what the impact of our actions may be. We need to think about the choices we make now and play the movie forward to see how our choices will impact those around us. Thinking about the ultimate direction we are going in rather than the immediate pleasure of the moment. Who do you want to be? What do you want your legacy to be? In week three, Rick challenged us to think about what is your bowl of stew? Remember, he shared with us about Esau's journey, his battle with his appetite, that thing that keeps us from doing what we ought to do, his appetite that undermined his integrity. Rick reminded us that through Jesus, there is always a way back. There is always A second chance. Devotion to Jesus will gradually strengthen us to be in control of our appetites. Week four, and sin shared so well with us the principle of the path. Integrity, like faith and priorities, is personal but never private eventually people will see the path you've taken. We have choices to make. We choose the direction that will determine our destination. Who do you want to be like? We're all in the process of becoming. Singe gave us this rubber-hitting-the-road definition of integrity. Doing what you ought to even when it costs you. And last week, Mark shared with us, what does your win look like? Challenging us to build our integrity muscle through the spiritual practice of responding with the small yeses that set us up for a big win when the issues come our way, which they will. And I managed to sneak this photo of Mark flexing those integrity muscles and showing us how it is done too. Mark shared with us that integrity has three outcomes. Credibility, being trusted and believed. Confidence, when others can rely on you. And confide, when people entrust you with their inner thoughts. Letting your yes be yes is your win, regardless of the outcome. Wow, what a series. If you missed any, check them out on YouTube in our Church at Home services. So many amazing life skills and hints. So today, let's wrap this up. Let's get to the end game. Integrity doing what we ought to, the resolve, the courage to do what is right, to reach others, even when, especially when, it costs us. We could have a clip of the Avengers Endgame here, but we have a much better example. We have the ultimate example of integrity, integrity personified in Jesus. If we want to walk in the way of integrity, we need to follow Jesus. We need to follow his example, his way. So here's a question. Is it possible to be good without doing any good? Is it possible to follow the law and all the rules, but not do good to those around you to reach the world around you? The first century, Pharisees lived that way. They followed the law. That is how they were brought up, to do the right thing, to follow the rules, to earn God's favour and blessing, thinking about themselves and what good it would do for them. The Pharisees in Jesus' time were consumed by the number of followers that they had, by their position, their power and their influence. Sound familiar? Following the rules, doing the right things is not necessarily wrong, but can sometimes lead us to a place of judgment of others, leading us away from compassion. Have you experienced that? I am a bit of a rule keeper a goody two shoes growing up, always wanting to do what was right, a bit of a people pleaser. Is that wrong in itself? Well, maybe not. But when I start to put my rule keeping on others, when I start to judge others, when I lose my compassion, that is where it goes wrong. I was being good for goodness' sake, seeking after the blessing for myself, wanting people to think well of me. Does that kind of being good really cost us? Is that the integrity Jesus calls us to? It is not that being good doesn't matter. It's not that the law doesn't matter. Jesus was good, but it is the why behind the behaviour that set Jesus apart. If we want to be Jesus' followers, being good is not enough. That is not the example he has set for us. He has more for us. You know, even the Pharisees could see that Jesus was a man of character, a man whose actions matched his words, a man whose integrity was anchored to God. It's recorded in Matthew. Teacher, they said, we know that you are a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. The way of God is the way of integrity. The will of God for us is the way of integrity. Jesus stood strong in the way of God. He followed the will of God. He was not swayed by the influence of the Pharisees. Even when they tried to trap him, to get him to trip up, he remained a man of integrity. He remained free. He wasn't being good just for goodness sake, not even for his own reputation's sake. Andy Stanley says it like this, his integrity was a means to an end. Which wasn't him. The Pharisees, the law abiders of the time, tried to trap Jesus. So let's read together in Matthew 22. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with this question Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbour as yourself. We can imagine the Pharisees saying, hey, hang on a moment. We only ask for one, the most important one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul and mind. We can do that one. We personify that one. We follow the law. This one is all about us. We can do this. But Jesus says a second is equally important and inseparable to the first. If you love God, you must also love your neighbour as much as you love yourself. This is what he calls us to as his followers, doing what we ought to, even though it costs you. But here Jesus shows us the ought to is not about you. It's about those around you. This is how we know we love God. It's not enough to be good. We need to actively love God by reaching out and loving others. We need to leverage our integrity beyond ourselves. Paul, who was the best Pharisee, the best rule keeper, experienced a major turnaround He is our example that behaviours can change, that choices can place us on another path. He went from being a rule keeper to being a true disciple, following in the footsteps of Jesus. In Galatians, Paul implores us to serve one another humbly in love, For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command love your neighbour as yourself. See, Jesus brought us this commandment in his end game, the final, final moments of his life, the Passover meal, where he takes following him up a notch. Jesus was talking to his closest followers, those who had walked with him, who he now was relying on to carry on his work. He gave a new commandment, one to replace all others. In fact, Paul went on to call it the law of Christ, to give, serve, and love all others, just as he gave served and loved us. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Jesus was not satisfied with being good for goodness sake. Jesus came to be good for your sake, for my sake and for the sake of the world. Not just to keep the law of God, but Jesus's end game was to demonstrate the love of God. And oh, how he did that, giving his life for us. He made it clear that a life of integrity is not about me but those around me. Following after Jesus is not about you. It's about those you can reach around you. The ought to is not about you. Proverbs 11, 3. The integrity of the upright will guide them. Yes, it will guide you. But true integrity drives you beyond you. It's a bit like taking a torch and shining it at your feet. What are you going to see? Your feet. When we are just focused on doing good for ourselves, this is all we see. But when we lift it up, when we start to move it around, when it goes beyond us, it has impact. It opens our field of view. It spreads to others. It helps them. It guides them. It changes our perspective beyond ourselves. Let your integrity drive you beyond you. Let your yes be yes. Look up, take the long view, play the movie forward. Know what is your bowl of stew. Choose the direction that will determine your destination. Make the small yeses that set you up for the big win. And let your integrity drive you beyond you. Shine your light around. Have the courage and resolve to do what we ought to do, to reach others, even if and when it costs us. When you are doing what's best for someone else, it costs you. That's being a follower of Jesus. We should be known not by a set of core beliefs or behaviours, but by how well we love others. That is the outworking of integrity. Loving others is the end game. Let's pray. God, we just pray as we step into our everyday lives that you help us to follow Jesus and to walk in the way of integrity. Let us be known as people for whom our yes is yes. Let us be known by how we love others. God, help us to put into practice what we have learned to be people of integrity. Amen.